What's up, guys? Welcome to the Humans of MarTech podcast. His name is John Taylor. My name is Phil Gamash. Our mission is to future-proof the humans behind the tech so you can have a successful and happy career in marketing. In this episode, we're going to tackle the question, is the future of MarTech no-code? And for our main takeaway today, we're going to talk about what the no-code definition for marketers is. It's a little bit different than what you might see uh, for developers and coders. And I'm going to argue two main points in this in this episode. First, I'm going to argue that no-code is absolutely, no doubt about it, the future for marketing. And that it opens up extremely exciting opportunities, such as the democratization of digital marketing and the creator economy. Second, I'm going to talk about what really qualifies as a no-code tool and why it's much more narrow and potentially useful than you might find elsewhere on the internet. Um, and then we're also going to tackle near the end of the episode, is marketing really just hijacking this trend uh, and bending it to our own purposes, as we like to do from time to time? And is this an attempt for us to fit in with the cool kids? So action-packed episode, excited to dive in. Let's do it. Is the future of MarTech no-code? Has it always been no-code? And what does no-code really mean? Have you ever been halfway through building something and uh, maybe it's a new campaign or a landing page you're really excited about, but you hit a technical hiccup? Uh, I think I might need a script for that or damn, I wish I could code. As marketers, we've all felt this roadblock. We actually had a full episode dedicated to this. Episode 24 is why marketers should learn to code. No code is not using that excuse. Can't code? Don't know how to build scripts? No problem. There's a no-code solution for that. That's how I kind of see no-code, like not being able to use that excuse. Yeah, totally. And I think I think that's one part of the equation. And if you're going to talk to like a developer and, and really look at it, the no-code trend from a development perspective, because that's where this is coming from, right? Marketers are hijacking this trend a little bit to, to talk about uh, the tools that they can use to accomplish jobs. But in development land... Um, the idea of having a no-code solution is really just a gateway to be able to do things quicker with your code. So it's a really interesting thing. And, you know, some of the questions that I had going into this episode is things like, is Canva a no-code tool? As mm -hmm. I did lots of research for this episode and, and into this space, I, Canva keeps coming up. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Nobody's like you know, coding SVG files together to create images. Um, Canva competes against Photoshop or Illustrator. And this really tripped me up in the beginning because Canva is one of the hottest tools today and it's absolutely considered in the same breath of other no-code tools. Look at any no-code MarTech, you know, the, the common list on the internet and you'll find, you'll find that all over the place. So I think your, your typical definition, the, the definition you'll find in code land, in developer land, is that um, no code would look at the ability to create software applications with a user interface. So not needing to have a development background to be able to create a user interface or, or some kind of mobile application. Um, I'd argue that marketing's use of the term no code is a little bit looser. And by a little bit, I mean a lot looser, but I don't think it necessarily says it takes the, trend, the value of the trend away. Um, I define a no-code solution as one that lowers the barrier of entry to the point that you only need to use a user interface to complete your objective. 
and like for me no way i'm going into into photoshop land it's just not going to happen um someone tried to teach me photoshop before and it was it's just a terrible experience and i envy marketers and designers who understand how to use photoshop and all its layers but like uh, for this episode i signed up for a canva uh trial and I jump right in and I made an infographic in about 10 minutes. And I was like, well, this infographic looks pretty good. Um, so like these are definitely murky waters for us on the marketing side. Like it's, it's yeah. co-opting a trend. So, but it is very fascinating. Yeah, super fascinating. When, when I dived into to the research piece of it, like there was two kind of stark categories that, that came out to me. And like there's, like you mentioned that in the dev centric world, like no code building tools like for app developments whether you're building products um but like there's also the category of selling products and running companies and those are like no code martech and selling products sometimes like what's interesting about this is that like the tool to sell a product like a podcast for example like um we could work at a full-time company and run a podcast for that company and promoting the company um, but sometimes the podcast might also be the product in some cases like us like for humans of martech we're not monetizing this we're just creating content like our podcast is the like what we're building um like one example i go uh, i go back to is convertkit convertkit is a no code email marketing tool uh unless you know css or, or html it's kind of like low code behind the scenes but is convertkit a no code tool um to sell a product <laughs> slash martech or are you building something in convertkit because ConvertKit isn't just an email marketing tool. It's what newsletter creators use to build and connect with an audience and fans. It's an email designer, landing page builder, form builder. They're diving into e-commerce. Like, there's a whole kind of area around this. So, um, yeah, I found that kind of like two categories really interesting. It, it, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, if you approach it from like the very broad perspective, you got to ask yourself, isn't every marketing tool a no-code tool? Mm -hmm. Like I've been using Marketo and HubSpot my, own, my entire career. It turns out I'm a no-code marketer. And I have been since the very beginning. But before we think about congratulating ourselves on being on the cutting edge of this new trend, I think it's, it's time for us to sharpen our focus. So um, I think for marketing, no-code isn't just about user interfaces to accomplish a job. I think in the marketing context, it's about breaking the dependency on technical experts as well as on subject matter experts. So two, two things there that you also touched upon. The idea that uh, I can create graphics that look pretty good without a graphic designer, or I can create a website or a web form or an email without any CSS or HTML knowledge. This is actually a game changer for marketers. Mm -hmm. This ability to run things completely independent of anybody else is absolutely dope and it changes the game. And this is this is where like the idea of the creator economy comes in. Yeah, man, I love this idea of breaking the dependency on technical and subject matter experts. Like not just like not being able to code as an excuse, but not being graphic design expert, not being a video expert, right? Like um, some call this the creator economy like you you kind of mentioned and it's it's been fascinating to watch this kind of indie maker community uh, especially like in, in the pandemic as we're kind of recording this like we're over a year into the pandemic 
globally now. And, you know, I think that there's a lot, if you think that there's a lot of newsletters and podcasts already today, like think again, worldwide pandemics have totally accelerated remote work, but also motivated like millions of, of these um, mini indie creators to just like either quit their jobs because they were laid off or like they're just doing side gigs, but like more and more writers and teachers and filmmakers and photographers are all going DTC mm -hmm. and direct to consumer. And um, yeah, it's fascinating time. Well, and I think of like my sister, for instance, she's, uh, you know, she's in a retail environment. Uh, and so COVID has not been very friendly to her career. And in, in the absence of, you know, a regular paycheck from being able to go into work because of, you know, obviously shutdowns and that kind of thing, uh, she's instead developed a side hustle where she's making, you know, artisan crafts and, and woodworking kind of things. And, and, and what does she do? She wants to set up a Shopify store. She wants to go and sell her goods on the internet. And you're going to see this type of thing. And it's so good, right, to have these creative outlets and make a little bit of money on the side. <laughs> And so many companies are, are benefiting from this. But more importantly, creators have an opportunity now to break free of, you know, the typical nine to five work job. And I think a lot of people are seeing this with the pandemic and no code tools are sitting there uh, on the edge, allowing people to create and be able to sell their, their goods on the Internet. And I think this is super, super exciting. It also begs the question, like, like for whom are these code, no code tools? Like mm -hmm. for you and I working in, you know, startup environments is, is the idea of doing all of this without code or, you know, being able to do all this end to end. Is this, is this actually the future, right? Am I going to, if I'm working in a, in a startup and I have a graphic designer on my team, am I going to skip the graphic designer to create a Canva um, and push it out. And I, I think the answer for, for most of us would be, yeah, we might actually do most of this in Canva um, if we can. Um, and there's some interesting questions that come down the line around quality and uh, that type of thing. All right. Why don't we talk a bit about like how we separate um, the categories of, of some of these no code tools? Uh, there's a lot of cool websites um, that that are kind of taking a stab at, at categorizing this. Um, but I know that you you have like three three main categories there. So why don't you run us through it? Yeah, and I don't think that these are these are finalized categories. I think that for me, I've just I, I'm still at the beginning of getting into the no code trend. Um, but like the three main areas that I've seen are workflow automation. So these are like your tools, like if, if this and that or Zapier that allow you to configure automation without knowing any Python or how to connect to APIs. And I think these ones are like the OGs of the, of the, uh, no code tool space, right? Because you gotta have these types of integrations across, across systems and your dependency on a developer, a biz ops developer, or, you know, a systems developer to get this work done previously is just a massive pain in the butt yeah. but now app integrations need... oh man yeah app integrations for the win right yeah like uh zapier Ricardo, trade.io like these these tools that allowed marketers to not have to have a custom coded integration to connect one tool to the other um that mm -hmm. was game changing 
Yeah, and and like half the time with a Zapier or something like that, you're you're just jamming something into a Google Sheet and then using that Google Sheet in some other use case. So like spreadsheets are also OG OG on on that sense, but uh, probably not going to get a whole lot of love, you know, um, in in this in this space. So the next one would be like web development. I think web development is is probably the single most important in the creator economy. Right, being able to launch a website to the interwebs without having to, you know, know any CSS or JavaScript. Heck, I know some of this stuff, and it still can be a real pain in the butt to be able to get a website up and running with your custom domain name servers, and uh, you know, all this stuff is just not. It's it's not easy. Um, uh, and there's reasons why technically it has to be done this way. But these no-code tools like WordPress and Webflow, these are game changers for for people trying to get uh, the things in the internet. Things like Shopify, like there's a reason these companies are exploding right now. And I think that we should be excited to see what happens uh, in the future with web development, no-code tools. The last one uh, is analytics. I think that analytics is an interesting one because it kind of spans two different areas. One is it spans the technical. Um, if you've ever worked in the analytics space, you know that you're going to be talking about data warehouses, databases, APIs. Uh, you're going to want to talk to a developer to get some of this stuff done. And, and in my consulting life and, and, and in-house life, I've often had to work with development teams to get my analytics up and running, just configuring data and that stuff. The other component is a, is a subject matter expertise, right? Like sometimes as a marketer, I look at the data and I'm like, do I have any right to interpret this mm. data? And and I think that the answer is, yeah, you're darn right. I'm the business owner of this information. I probably am the one who's most qualified to understand what I'm looking at. And I'm not diminishing the value of an analyst or a data scientist. Like they're worth, worth their weight in gold, but having a tool that sits on the front end of all of this and be able to give you the insights and democratizing this type of insight is super powerful. Um, and tools, you know, such as uh, Clipfolio, for instance, one the company I work for, uh, we're in this space and, and we see this trend really evolving quickly. I love those three very simple categories. Like um, a lot of companies have, or a lot of sites have like micro level, um, like segments or categories of these tools. Um, like one way to look at them is uh, by job function too. Like if you're in project yeah. management, you're like an air table, um, but like ops, data, email marketing, productivity specific tools, customer support tools, like those are also kind of ways to, to look at it. But like those are kind of focused on um, the no-code tools that help you sell uh, products as opposed to like building products per se. Um, when it comes to like building products, we can like further segment stuff by like project type. Um, so yeah. if you're trying to like create a, a job board site, there's like a, a list of no-code tools that can help you do this without like writing a single line of code. Or you can build a marketplace or a membership site on Circle or a tool that like allows you to create a community like that. We built a podcast without writing a single line of code and um, with Transistor.fm and, you know, newsletters, selling shit online, like mobile apps. There's just like a whole slew of, of these categories. So I think that like workflow automation, web development, like those are two massive categories and then there's like a, a whole slew of like data analysis, machine learning and, and analytics in that yeah. third category too. 
Yeah, and within the category, there are so many sub like smaller yeah. jobs that are that are being filled by 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 important players. I think of one tool that I've got a lot of experience with is NAC. Right, NAC is specifically focused on helping folks build forms, landing pages, and uh, emails in Marketo and Pardot and other uh, marketing automation systems because we often need a designer to get these type of beautiful looking emails mm-hmm. uh, accomplished. So there's there's lots of mini jobs to be done in in the way. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So where do you draw the line? Like the, the no code category needs to be narrowed at some point to, to be relevant, right? Like you, you chatted about this before, like some people say that like Slack uh, or like HubSpot yeah. are, are no code tools. Like they, they are awesome tools, but like, um, what are your, what are your thoughts on like separating that a bit? Yeah, and I think this is funny, right? Like marketers want to be on the inside of a trend to to look really cool and to be super positioned. Like, like tr- truth be told, if you're in marketing, you're thinking I better be in the Martech no code trend. I think that there's really two aspects of it. One is, are you able to use marketing technology to accomplish your your day job and and even go above and beyond? Who cares if it's no code or low code or whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. And then number two is, uh, are you a creator? Are you an indie hacker? Are you a, a one man shop who or one woman shop? that's trying to build something that's where that's where these tools are relevant heck you'd use these tools your whole career and i'd never even think that they're no code or, or anything like that so it's purely it's purely trend i think in a lot of in a lot of respects and no more marketer in the history of marketing has coded up their own database to send instant <laughs> yeah. messages or emails out to folks like we weren't using code before to do this so let's not get too excited yeah. like every time i see slack or hubspot on on uh, uh, one of these no code lists, I roll my eyes a little bit because I think like, yeah, okay, no, no code, but they don't replace something. And I think for me, that's the, the, the key. It has to, for, for really, for you to go out there in the market and advertise your own marketing tool as like a no code, it has to replace or substitute the need for a technical or subject matter expert. And that's, and that's to me is like the narrowest definition you can have for, for a no code MarTech tool. Yeah, love that. Completely agree. On, on the topic of like, um, not necessarily needing a technical person to, to to get a specific job done. Do you think like like I don't know I I know already your your answer here, but like a fascinating yeah. topic with this um, is like is no code anti code as in like the, yeah. the developing world like this is where we all started right like app development was kind of the focus of this and uh, I, I have developer friends um, that I've chatted about no code with before that kind of like just. Um, brush it off as kind of like this like non-serious thing but i think that like a majority of the dev or engineering audience like do definitely love no code because like no code is actually like powered by tons of code um it just like enables people that code to not have to do the redundant shit over and over again like um what are you kind of seeing in, in your research there this is, yeah, is no code anti-code. Yeah. This is one of those things that marketers kind of read half of the story but didn't read the other half. Um, and you get this backlash sometimes like, like, oh, man, you did code to do this? Like, you should you should totally do no code. Like, nobody will ever want to learn to code again. You have you have all these misconceptions in the market. And that's just not, not the way it is. First of all, the no-code movement is borrowed from development. Marketers are co-opting something for their, for their own benefit. Absolutely applicable. Yeah. But it is borrowed from development. And in development land, the whole no-code movement is not about never touching a line of code. It's actually being extremely optimized about the code that you do write. For instance, if you're setting up an application that requires online payment, 
and you don't want to get bogged down creating a payment system, that is a very much solved problem, by the way. Mm. You set up Zora or Stripe or some other payment system. Like, why are you trying to handle these payment systems from people's credit card to, to a bank system? This problem has been solved. And all these types of micro problems that exist in the development land are being solved by no-code solutions so that your super smart, highly paid engineers, software engineers, are writing code that will help you make money, right? So these reusable components are a huge component of the no-code movement. And again, I get the sense from marketers that we mix this up. No-code is not anti-code. When yeah. I tell people that I'm learning code on the side and they're like, why would you need to do that? No-code's the future. And I'm like, but it, 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 you, need, you need code to build these, <laughs> these no-code tools. You, you, just because there's no code out there in the marketplace doesn't mean that there's no place for technical marketers. And I think this is one thing that I headed into this whole, this whole thing. We got some feedback on the, uh, the episode on should you learn to code. And, and it was very much like, well, no code is the future. I totally agree. I 100% agree. But is there still a place for technical marketing? Um, absolutely. Because by the way, these no-code tools, as you said, uh, are written with code. And the way programming works, like the idea of you know some of these development concepts, they still apply in a no-code environment. If you were to go use a no-code tool to build an application, you're still going to have to understand loops. You're still going to have to understand async. You're still going to have to understand core concepts around coding. Yeah. So it doesn't eliminate the need for code, but it definitely speeds things up. Yeah, and I think the same could be applied to like the the Martech no-code tools too, right? Like even advanced like no-code Martech tools will still require technical growth marketers, people who can troubleshoot like the event log. Um, in your automation tool, people who can think in abstractions and map out your flowcharts and spot vulnerabilities before you can actually build stuff. But like mm -hmm. above all, also like marketers who know how to get different tools to talk to each other and and drive revenue for businesses. Like no code tools aren't gonna do that for people. So there's always gonna be the, the requirement for that expertise. Yeah, and with with like no code tools, you also have to understand. Just like with Canva, right? Like, does Canva replace a graphic designer? No, it doesn't replace a graphic designer. There's still a massive opportunity for subject matter experts to apply their expertise. And what we run into with the no code space, at least currently in its current iteration, is that you're building off of templates, right? Like, I can build a website, no problem, with a no code tool, but for the most part, I'm working within boxes, right? I'm working within a framework that works because this no-code solution can't allow a, a massive degree of customization or intuition built into it. And now tools are moving in that direction, and I think you'll see this with, with these drag-and-drop editors and all this type of stuff. But like mm. right now, there's still the difference between something that was created with a template versus something that was created by an expert. And I think you see this, right? Like if you're going for Apple-esque style graphic design, you need to pay an Apple-esque graphic designer. And I think that trying to accomplish this stuff with Canva, you should totally use Canva to get something propped up. You should totally use this to, to make some money on the internet. And until you get to a stage that it matters what, what the difference in quality is, these tools are awesome and dope and should be used. But yeah, I, I think we, we don't have to be too worried about these tools replacing people's jobs. I think if anything, it'll allow our graphic designers to focus on high, high activity or high impact uh, jobs to be done. 
Totally agree. You heard it here, folks. No Code MarTech will still require technical growth marketers, so we're not going away anytime soon. And No Code isn't anti code. You need a ton of code to build these No Code tools. And if there's kind of one takeaway you remember from what the heck No Code is, um, just remember that it's kind of um, think of it in the marketing context about breaking the dependency on technical experts and subject matter experts and allowing non subject matter experts to get shit done a lot faster. 